Hey, everyone. ESG Energize is sponsored by our friends at mCloud. Their solutions help companies maximize production, automate operations, and optimize predictive maintenance. And on the heels of the Inflation Reduction Act, their emissions management solution is so incredibly relevant. So I would encourage you all to go check them out, mcloud.corp, to learn more. Welcome to ESG Energized, where we discuss the latest developments in the environmental, social, and governance arena that are impacting the energy industry today. Here are your hosts, Delfina Govia. My name is Delfina Govia, and many of you know me as a partner at Veritas Total Solutions, an innovative management consulting firm where I lead the ESG practice alongside my ETRM colleagues. Infrastructure challenges for access to renewable energy sources will be a recurring topic on this podcast, along with showcasing cool technology innovations. This episode provides both through a discussion with serial entrepreneur Tom McCalmont of Paired Power. I'm here with Tom McCalmont of Paired Power. Tom, thank you so very much for being here today. Delphine, it's great to be here. Thank you. Fantastic. So let's jump right in. Paired Power. Uh, I have a feeling, Tom, that this is not your first company. You are the CEO, but I, I just have a feeling that that's, this is not your first rodeo. It's not my first rodeo. That's right. I've been in solar for 21 years. 21 years. Absolutely. And 2001, was there a solar, was there solar industry at all in there 2001? There was barely anything. It had just started <laughs> in California. And, you know, I came out of the computer industry. I was kind of feeling like, oh, I want to do something exciting, something different, something in ESG. Before that term even existed. Okay. And my wife and I started a solar installation business in 2001. We, was that a thing in 2001? Well, it was just starting, and you know, I, I asked my friends, I asked my my brothers, "What do you think? Is this a good idea?" Everybody said, "No, it's a horrible idea. You, you know, it's not gonna. It's a tiny little <laughs> industry. It's never gonna amount to anything." And so I told my wife, I said, "You know, well, if we can do 12 systems a year, we can live on that." We did 25 our first year, 50 wow. the next, 100 the next, 200 the next. We sold the business in 2008. By then, we were doing 500 systems per year. And are these residential systems? Those are residential. We're okay. Those are residential. Yeah. So that was my first rodeo. We then said, you know, this is a kind of a fun industry. Let's do something else. So we started an engineering business. And that's McCalmon Engineering, still in operation today. Okay, but time out. You're an engineer. I'm an engineer. Darlene's an engineer. Okay. I was going to ask about Darlene. <laughs> and she's the CEO. Of, oh. McCall, of McCallman Engineering. Okay. Yeah. So she's the smarter one of the two. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> and they designed large-scale solar power plants, and customers were coming to us and saying, you know, you're building these big power plants. Could you put EV chargers with them? And we said, well, I think it'd be kind of cool if we could charge those cars with the solar panels directly. And okay. so we developed the technology. And eventually that became Paired Power. We spun it out, became a separate company, and that's what we do. We do solar-powered EV charging. Wow. So, I must ask, are you and Darlene the dynamic duo that was behind the development? Or did you have a, a team of engineers? Team of engineers, yeah. Um, 
a bunch of great people. My brother is one of them. Okay. Uh, and uh, he's a PhD in electrical engineering and a bunch of other really smart people and figured this out, patented it, and created a great technology. Wow. Okay, so tell me about Paired Power. What does Paired Power do? Well, we're really excited at this show. We announced a brand new product. It's a pop-up solar canopy that's an off-grid power source. And if you'd like, I can tell you all about why we did that. Absolutely. Okay. So we were off doing these projects, building solar canopies, EV chargers. We had a project that was a nightmare. It took three and a half years to get a building permit. And I said, there must be a better way. And so we started thinking about the problems of how do you create a solar canopy. And solar has gotten cheaper over the last 10 years, but solar canopies, carport structures, have not gotten a lot cheaper. And the reason is they have big foundations and a lot of overhead work working on lifts, on ladders, guys going up and down all day long to put panels in place 11 or uh, 12 feet overhead. Okay. And we said, what if we could just revolutionize all of that? Could we reimagine that? So we build a solar canopy that has a ballasted foundation, doesn't have to be permanent, and it pops up after you assemble it at ground level, it pops up into place. And so can, you push the button and it just raises up. That's it. And it can be built in a single day by two people using standard hand tools. So are you the IKEA of... Uh, we essentially are. <laughs> essentially, it's the IKEA of solar canopies. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, sounds like a lot of passion. We do. Is, yeah. yeah. We love it. We love what we're doing. Um, where are you seeing use cases for this? I, I can imagine a bunch, but I'm sure you can tell us some stories of where you have deployed this and how how new how new is this so how this is brand is? new we just okay. announced it at this just show just announced it okay. we just announced it a week ago and we have been inundated just yeah. hundreds of people contacting us in a week very interested in this for all kinds of applications any place you need temporary power emergency power power that there might not be adequate grid for uh, it could be used for EV charging it could be used for regular electricity, 120, 240 volt electricity. The canopy comes with batteries, so that the solar panels will charge the batteries, and the batteries in turn can be used as the power source for whatever else you would like to, to charge. So it really is a, just a fantastic temporary power source or, or a quick to erect uh, power source. Capacity. Five kilowatts of solar. Um, 40, up to 40, 45 kilowatt hours of battery capacity, uh, which is great for all kinds of applications. Events, emergency use, charging an electric vehicle, um, could be used, uh, you know, potentially in construction projects or um, the kinds of projects that your industry has out in uh, the field where there is no grid power. There's many, many places where there actually are insufficient grid power, where we're a perfect power source. Ah, so for those of us in the oil and gas industry, where we are used to going out into the middle of nowhere right. to do what we need to do to fuel this world with the energy that they need, yes. uh, we also need energy. You do. And so yeah. you know, this, this it could, could be, be used. A, Absolutely. an application for us. Um, 
And so people that are contacting you, they're coming at it from, are you, are you seeing mainly people with a residential idea in mind or commercial applications? We're seeing all of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of them have been residential. A lot of people are interested, especially in rural locations. They, you know, it's, they, they're looking for a, a power source that's easy to erect. But a lot of them have been commercial as well. There are many, many places where the grid is constrained. Think about things like uh, apartment buildings or multi-user uh, dwellings where um, there just isn't enough grid power if you're trying to provide electricity for vehicles. So, ah. and so as people think about electrifying transportation, uh, they're realizing the grid is just not big enough. So you are providing an option for commercial buildings and residential buildings that are seeking to have an option for charging their vehicles for their tenants and they need something that they can afford that's right. That they can put in place without massive building permits that they've got to go through. So they just give you a call and you can get something up and running with just, you said, two people? Two people in one day. So we can be there, you know, take the order, be there tomorrow. Okay, where do you want it? We'll set it up and be out of there in one day. And there's so many applications for that. The you know, I mentioned earlier the project that we did that took three and a half years to get a building permit on. You, you know, that's that's the kind of nightmare that people are facing on all kinds of construction projects. Long, maybe not always that long, but long delays. And then if you're trying to connect to a utility, there's interconnection rules that you have to comply with, and that can be a, a, a long process. We can shortcut all of that. So, what about constraints on on the grid? You know, that's a, that's a really good question, Delphina, and, and you know, a lot of people don't really, really think about this. So let me give you my thought experiment. There's 30 million, I'll just use California as an example. I'm, I'm from California. There's 30 million vehicles in California. If you add up all the miles those vehicles travel, it's roughly 360 billion miles per year. If you take the energy requirement to move a pound of steel down the road using electricity and you calculate using those 360 billion miles I need to move all of those vehicles down the road like if I, let's say I'm going to electrify all of California how many kilowatt hours do I need to do that you're going to tell me it's 50% larger than the entire grid in California in other words we'd have to double the size of the grid, more than double the size of the grid, to electrify transportation. It's a big problem. Maybe we'll get there someday, but we're not going to get there overnight. It's a big problem. So where are you seeing, I, I'm certain that you, you follow everything that's going on in the state of California. Where are you seeing the conversation about this challenge in light of the announcements that you know, the We're politicians seeing. don't always uh, understand engineering. <laughs> so I put that delicately. <laughs> okay. And, and so they think, oh, we just need to incentivize. 
you know, more electric vehicles, more chargers. Those are good policies, but it takes a long time to develop the infrastructure. It's not an overnight, it's not snap your fingers kind of a problem. And, and especially if you're thinking about electrification of grid power, that takes transmission lines, and transmission lines take decades to build. So it's, it's not a simple problem. And so we think the world has to evolve to a mix of energy sources, and off-grid is just as important as grid-connected. And so we want to play an important role in that off-grid world. Do you think that the off-grid world is going to make up that deficit in available power? Probably not. Probably not. No, I think probably, I mean, fossil fuel will be here for, for a long time, right? I mean, it's going to have to continue to be, be a mix of energy sources. So, I mean, clearly we think off-grid will be an important part, but it's not the only solution, nor is grid power the only solution. So are you focused mainly in California because you just launched this new product and you've already said you've been overwhelmed with requests. Are you focused just in California right now? And is there a strategy to expand to different states, different markets? Where is Prepared Power's market strategy? Yeah, so we're starting in sunny states um, and California obviously being, being one of those, but there are States like Arizona, Nevada, Texas are all very important states with good sun resource to be able to expand. Island uh, economies are a great fit for us. Uh, the grid power in island, you know, like Hawaii, take that as an example. The grid power in Hawaii is very expensive. It's sunny there. They don't drive very far. So an off-grid charging solution can be a really uh, good solution. And then we think also we're getting a ton of interest in the other kind of applications I talked about, like construction or uh, emergency power, temporary power, you know, not necessarily for EV charging, just as a power source. So I think we'll hit all of the markets, and as we grow, we'll expand to more states and internationally as well. So let's talk about the economics for a minute, because when you talk about applications for islands, I immediately get it, especially when we're watching very recently the news with the hurricanes wiping out power in Puerto Rico um, and the the solutions, the the inventive solutions that we've got to put in place to be able to... To mitigate that. To to mitigate that. Um, From an economic perspective, you know, Puerto Rico, Commonwealth of the United States, Hawaii, a state of the United States... What about the economics of a solution like this? Is, is it viable for eco- uh, islands whose economies may not be as strong as, let's say, Hawaii? I think so. You know, we've had uh, already a lot of uh, requests from the Caribbean. Um, they also have a very expensive grid, and they have an unreliable grid. Mm. And so they're looking for solutions that, and, you know, to your point, that... Uh, after a hurricane or after a storm, um, people can still have power. Um, so there's been been a ton of interest in that. The economics, you have to think about the fact that the energy is free. Right? The sun is free. So once you've built the infrastructure, and it has an expected life of 20 years, um, th- that economics needs to count all of that. 
all of the energy you got for free in addition to the initial cost. And if you look at that on a cost per kilowatt hour basis, it's very, very competitive. Are, this may sound like a silly question, but I know there's people out there that are gonna to wanna to know the answer, as do I. Do these sorts, does these units, these paired power units, do they count towards tax credits? Yes. The, actually, a, a bunch of incentives are available for these. Um, there's a federal solar uh, investment tax credit of 30%. Uh, we're an American manufacturer and try to use a lot of American content, so it, it, it can potentially be higher than 30%. Um, there's accelerated depreciation benefits. There are EV charging incentives, both federal and state. There are low-carbon fuel standard credits. You roll all that together and you can almost get it for free. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Does your company provide uh, financing options? We're for working homeowners? on that. Um, okay. Yeah, we hope to offer that as a solution um, where instead of selling it, we'd sell it as a service and, and let them uh, pay as it go. So I've had the benefit of seeing pictures of this, uh, of, of your prototype. Yes. And I'm, the question that I then have is, is there one standard size that you then put to put several together to make a larger one, or do you have different sizes of these Right canopies? now, we just have one. It's okay. a five-kilowatt power source, but it is designed to be cascaded. So there you it's, go. It's, okay. it's designed to fit a parking space. It overlaps half of the two adjacent spaces so that you can put another unit one space down, and the two halves will will uh, overlap connect. the space between the two and connect. Okay. Exactly. And so you could build, theoretically, a much bigger canopy simply by cascading them together. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave the, uh, some, the parting thoughts with you, but first what I would like you to do is, could you please tell our listeners, where can we find more information? Go to our website, pairedpower.com. Okay. And that's pair as in pairing, P-A-I-R. Um, we have a ton of information there. We have a place where you can um, request information or, or express interest in purchase. And we'd be very happy to talk to you. Well, we are going to provide that in the notes to the show so Great. our listeners can just go to the website and be able to access Click that. Click through. Good. Yes. Great. Parting comments, parting thoughts. You know, I'm just so happy that we had the opportunity to, to speak, Delfina. Uh, the energy industry is such an exciting industry. I've just loved being in, uh, working in it for the last 21 years. And thank you for the opportunity to, to be a part of it. Well, thank you for the innovation that all of us will benefit from. You're welcome. Thanks, Tom. Join us again next week on the ESG Energized Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.